The following is a Mission Studios podcast. This is the missionary position, and we are... Off-color. Politically incorrect. Abrasive. Offensive. Insensitive. Obnoxious. And sometimes stuck in the fuck you mode. It's Friday. It's March 9th. And I spent the last week stripping. I'm Jason. And I'm AC. On this week's episode... We talk about the conversation. We agree that Wolverine is objectively the best superhero. No arguments. We agree that anyone who doesn't think Batman is objectively the best superhero has clearly lost their fucking mind. You're right. Wolverine is the best. So lube up. Turn off the lights. Lay down. And get ready for debauchery of all of your senses. That's my favorite kind of debauchery. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode eight. So something else I wanted to touch on. You you mentioned it a couple weeks back, and uh, it's talking about superheroes. I like superheroes. Who we identify with. Like, you brought that up, and it's been, like, drilling through my head, because like, I'm a superheroes guy. I got superheroes all over my house. I got superheroes on my computer. I, got, I, I love superheroes and villains, Marvel, DC, Image, everything else. You're geeking out hard here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned a few weeks ago that something was, that was interesting to you was to talk to people about why we identify with superheroes. Yeah, like, well, I, I have my favorite superhero, you have your favorite superhero, and I, I guess what was rolling around in my head is, like, I'm not a comic book guy. Mm-hmm. I, I have sort of, like, I don't know, a passing interest in superheroes, but it, I, I sort of got hung up on the, more, the, the deeper, like, more meaningful end of things you know mm-hmm. why what what is it about our favorites that resonates with us and um maybe how like discussing like those things that resonate with us might shed some light onto the kind of people we are like yeah. what makes us tick right so who's yours i like batman i fucking love batman and i'm biting my tongue but okay go ahead <laughs> no the my my reason for liking Batman, or I have your st- reasons for liking Batman. <laughs> stutter, stutter, stutter. <laughs> One of my reasons for liking Batman as much as I do is that Batman doesn't rely on superpowers to be a superhero. He relies on a superior intellect. To to me, the other superheroes they're kind of lazy in the sense that they're they're not really like having to put a hell of a lot of effort into things because their supernatural abilities in and of themselves put these people at a distinct advantage. Batman doesn't bring that to the table. What he brings is a lot of logic, deep thought, and fantastic tools to get the job done. And I don't know. I, I think that's sort of like how I try to approach life too. I like to think my way through things. I'm not like it's not that Batman can't fight. Mm-hmm. and he's, sure. he's quite good at fighting. Sure, and he absolutely will fight. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to jump straight into, like, throwing fists, as like at least as far as the, the Batman I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's usually a lot more uh, subtext going on to the plot where there are things that have to be reasoned through. And I, I think that somebody like Batman would have to be aware of his own physical limitations and 
figure out uh, tactics and techniques to overcome those limitations or tools or whatever. Yeah. Sure. And I don't know that that's sort of how I like to approach life too. I like to think my way through things. You know, if um, if I'm dealing with a task that is difficult, mm-hmm. like physically difficult, maybe I'm trying to do a two man job and I'm stuck on the stuck doing this task by myself. The job is going to get done. Right. Whether or not I have the help, because I will figure out how to do it, either through thinking or through constructing some sort of uh, jig or tool or something to help me do what I really should have a second ha- set of hands to do. Right. Um, so if you had to pick one characteristic, specific characteristic of Batman that, let's say, would represent you, mm-hmm. what do you think that would be? I think it would be the outside of the box thinking, because I mean, what I, what I liked in the uh, the old Adam West Batman TV series was I think that that Robin the the way his, what his character brought to the table was asking questions from a fairly obvious perspective, you know, and Batman often having maybe it was like all the time. But certainly very, very often Batman having to put Robin on pause and say, well, no, it's not the super, super obvious thing that you're seizing upon. It's this less obvious thing. That's the answer. Mm -hmm. And then he would walk Robin through the train of logic of how he arrived there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, 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 I hate to answer this question in a way because I feel like you're telling me, pat yourself on your back for like what you think is awesome about you. No. But, but yeah, I think that that's pretty much where I would land on that. I just wanted to know what you most identified, and I wanted you to put out there so other, other people understood what you most identified with. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> I think if we're going to talk about what I what I most identify with, it'd be fair to talk about what I least identify with with yeah, with, with Batman. Um, I don't like that he resorts to violence as often as he does. Because I feel like with the level of intellect that he brings to the table, mm-hmm. having to throw down physically shouldn't come up nearly as often as it does. I would just put that down to who he's dealing with. Yeah, and well, see, that's another thing. I mean, like, from my perspective, I don't know that who you're dealing with should necessarily define what you're all about. Right. But you will you will deal with different people different ways. Like when he deals with a penguin, mm-hmm. it never becomes physical because the penguin doesn't fight. The penguin's a thinker and he's an idiot. <laughs> well, he's not. Well, an idiot, he's, but, he's, I mean, he's a thinker, he's, but he's not at Batman's level. Correct. Um, but he always gets lucky and comes up with something that just throws a wrench in it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fair enough. I guess I never really thought about um, it. From that. Riddler, same thing. Riddler very rarely gets violent. So, therefore, Batman very rarely has to get violent with him. The Joker is always trying to physically kill him, therefore he's always trying to physically kill the Joker, or physically apprehend the Joker. Okay, so if I can keep you from geeking out too hard here, yep. because I'm starting to glaze over, <laughs> um, what you're saying is that different people require different tactics. It's mm-hmm. not really defining the character of Batman that he's got to knock out one guy and outthink the next mm-hmm. you're basically dealing 
Well, I guess talking to people in their own language. Right. Well, my, my closing statement on that was going to be how multifaceted he is because he can do the physical. He can do the mental. He can do the outsmart them before they outsmart me or be two steps behind in the beginning, but end up five steps ahead in the, in, in the forefront. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you describe it that way, I mean, in, in, I mean, I don't know if I'm in the best position to describe myself, but that that's how I like to think of myself. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that's the part of Batman that really resonates with me is yeah, the, the, the intellect, the outside the box thinking, but also I guess the flexibility. Um, I hadn't really thought about the flexibility side of things until you mentioned it. And it's mm-hmm. like, while you're talking, I'm just sitting here thinking, yes, yes, that's exactly it. Right. Yeah, it wasn't that I was geeking out hard. I actually had a point. <laughs> Again, you surprised me by making a point on this show. Because uh-huh. like I didn't think that we were about making points. I thought we were just about like gagging and gagging f bombs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, who's your guy or gal? Um, I would have to say my favorite would be Wolverine. Oh, how come? Because he's a protector. Because he's somebody that will go down fighting for the people he cares about when you see Wolverine in action it's because he's defending something that he feels strongly about he will never just randomly do something like a lot of heroes will okay he has to have a reason you know anybody who really knows Wolverine and and really watches what the character is and not only because it's Hugh Jackman <laughs> <laughs> As good-looking as a man as he is, it's it's. it's well, I would about... blow him in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, if I'm not going to let you geek out, I guess you won't let me fag out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been doing that all your life. You don't need to do it again. Um, because he'll go to the mat for the people he he cares about, and he stands by what he believes wholeheartedly. That's why he's my hero because that's what I see me doing I see me being the type of person that will go to the mat for the people I care about mm-hmm. I will put myself in extreme danger to protect somebody that I care about it's it's. no I, I, I've seen you do that your, your first impulse before there's any time for a thought process your, your first impulse is always to uh, protect right you saved my ass more than a few times, put yourself in, not just in harm's way, but you've actually like caused yourself physical injury. I've broken myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to keep me from hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not uh, starting to cry here. I just had a little bit of phlegm in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's sort of interesting. Like, I mean, knowing you as I do, and then hearing your, um, like how you perceive Wolverine, it's, uh, I think this conversation is shaping up to be exactly what I was hoping it would be, which was like highlighting the fact that I think we gravitate towards heroes that um, that that speak to us on, yep. on some level. No, and even even people that aren't geeks like me. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of people over my lifetime, and one thing I always try to bring up is comics because that's like a severe passion for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember talking to anybody. Like, I've talked to people who said, well, I'm not into comics, but, you know, the one hero I like is blah, blah, blah. Or the one villain I like is blah, blah, blah. So everybody relates to some kind of fantasy hero, I'll say, because I'm not talk- we're not talking like firemen or policemen. We're talking right. Marvel, DC, image type Like heroes. fictional characters. Right. Yeah. 
based yeah based hero characters yes based on something that's unreal mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so to answer the question that I asked you what if there is one thing that I identify most with my hero yeah I would have to say it would be his level of integrity because that for me that's now I may not be as integral as I think I am but I, I really like to think about myself. Like, I don't, you know, there's a lot of people I don't care about, and I don't give a shit about a lot of people because, sure. you know, I don't like humanity as a race. Um, or the human race, not a race. <laughs> no, but I mean, that. like, even if you don't have the level of integrity that you're identifying in Wolverine, it doesn't mean that you can't aspire to that level of integrity or appreciate it in his character. And, and, I, and I can, you know, I treat, though I don't like people, I treat people with respect until they give me a reason not to. Okay. I will not just outrightly be rude to somebody and ignorant. If there's a lady that's walking out a door and I don't want the door to smoke her in the nose, I'm going to hold the door open. If there's a guy that's walking out that same door, I'm going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, randomly I will buy somebody a coffee just because, you know, it is self-serving. It makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that because it also makes somebody else feel good. Do you know what I mean? Even though they're a shitty person, sometimes that's the best thing. If I see somebody being absolutely shitty and just a terrible fucking person, I will buy them a coffee, and I've done it before at Tim Hortons, to make me the better person. <laughs> All right, so it's not just like the, uh, I, I guess not just the integrity with, with Wolverine, it just, I, I guess you, you don't really throw yourself in harm's way, or um, even if you're going to, you're not, you're not even going to inconvenience yourself to protect another person if ultimately you don't want the other people to be okay in some sense, right? Right. So whether that's like physical harm or, you know, somebody just needs to feel good because a stranger bought them a coffee, you are thinking about others even though you, you, you keep on claiming to dislike people, but I, I, I see that not really playing out in the way you live your life. Mm-hmm. Well, but a lot of it is self-gratification. Which is which is fine. I mean, you know, all, all not, I don't believe anybody does anything that's a truly selfless act. Mm-hmm. There's always that fucking payoff. I I do, though I am, on in, in my statistics, ninety percent of the time I am let down, but I do try to find the best in people, and sometimes that best just isn't there for me. So I'm continually disappointed. But it doesn't mean I don't aspire to be like you said, like Wolverine does. He will go to the ends of the earth for the people he cares about, but he will also protect humanity and mutants alike. Right. And and I do aspire to be there one day. I would like to find one day, once in a while I go out and and you know, I, I hope something nice is going to come out of a situation and it does and I'm shocked to shit because ninety percent of the time it doesn't, in my experience. Okay. So to to to, to bring you back into like uh, Wolverine's character traits. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about his his character or his approach to the world in which he lives that you don't like, or, or maybe not necessarily as hard as I, as you don't Actually, like it? Is there yeah. something you don't identify with or um, don't there, appreciate? Though I don't um, always see a necessity for violence. Okay, because there are some like I'm a very violent person, but even for me, you know, there, there's just some situations where a violent outcome shouldn't be in the cycle of thought. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine, doesn't matter what the end is, okay, he hurt a human being, he's a villain, let's go kick his ass. That's his go-to statement. 
It's it's not like he's dealing with like Batman. He deals with people on different levels because of their their different approaches. Right. No, Wolverine's is oh, he did that. Well, let's go kick his ass. <laughs> that is you in a nutshell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I I don't mean just the last part. I mean like Wolverine as a whole. Like I I, I can definitely um, I, I I can see a lot of similarities between you and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. What what I found fascinating about your description of him too is like is I think when you were asking me like why I like Batman and I was like well it's it's the lack of the superpowers that makes him I think to be a far superior hero. Mm-hmm. Um but not being like a like a comic book geek as I, as I keep on saying it hadn't really occurred to me like the nuance and the and the and the backstory with um, characters like Wolverine, where it's a case of like, okay, well, they're not, they're not necessarily at an, an ethical advantage because of these powers. I guess right. with great power comes great responsibility, mm-hmm. and also, you know, to 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 look at how a character like Wolverine conducts himself, much like Batman's gadgets and his intellect are tools. Right. So too are uh, Wolverine's physical powers. Yes. Wants to make a per episode donation? Visit www.patreon.com slash missionarypod. There's been a lot of um, a lot of chatter on social media for ever about politics. I don't want to get into discussing politics. Good. <laughs> well, there's a lot well, a lot of voices fucking like bringing up shit about that and where people stand on this issue or that and two more opinions on any particular matter I don't think really are very interesting nope or necessary everybody's got an opinion about fucking everything you know but I, I, I'm not avoiding the conversation because it's one of those things you're supposed to avoid um, a lot of things we're not supposed to talk about but um well, yeah, but the reasons why are well, they're they're fucking stupid, really. Um, you know, there's I think way back in episode two, we we talked about something that you know one of those topics you're not supposed to discuss, which was religion, and you know I I think that we figured out pretty quickly there's no reason why you can't have that conversation, right? Um, another one of those topics to avoid was was politics mm-hmm. and. That's one I I really have a hard time understanding why we're supposed to stay clear of because politics is something that affects everybody. Right. You know, so if we're we're dealing with a a subject that impacts every single person, mm-hmm. it seems sort of irresponsible to to steer clear of it. You know, but I, I started thinking about like, okay, what are what are the things aside from whatever that rule is that says, well, you're not supposed to discuss it. You know, like what are the things that get in the way of just having this fucking conversation? You know, so we decided, okay, we're going to cross the threshold. We're going to have the conversation. Well, how how does that conversation break down when we got to worry about the the rules of fucking uh, social engagement that? Are getting shoved up our fucking asses dry here mm-hmm. in 2018. Right, you can't you can't discuss anything without the humanities involved in it. 
You know, and I say fuck the humanities. Yep. And fuck whoever came up with that stupidity. You know, like, if we're going to have an open and honest dialogue about anything. You don't put but in a sentence. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Let's just fucking, like, let's say what we got to say. But we can't say what we got to say if we're getting hung up on political correctness. We've fucking covered that to death. We don't need to delve back into that. I mean, But we will later on. <laughs> well, sure. Just not quite yet because I think we're going to let the swelling go down from the last few conversations. Yeah, fair But But ultimately, if we are censoring ourselves on the fly because we're trying to, you know, follow the quote-unquote rules, mm-hmm. we can't freely express ourselves. So just fucking put that bullshit aside. Well, how can you, how can you freely express yourself if you're always paranoid that somebody's going to be offended by what you say. Well, I'll make it easy for everybody who's listening. Somebody will always be offended by what you have to say. Right. The majority of people may not be, but there will always be at least that one fucking asshole with an earshot that's going to take it upon themselves to be offended by your words. So ultimately, I mean, I think it it's it's kind of liberating when you adopt kind of a dickish stance in that I'm going to say what I have to say and if I'm not like deliberately targeting you for the sake of being shitty then fucking don't take it don't take offense and if you do take offense you have to realize that is your issue sure don't pin it on somebody else don't make it somebody else's problem you offended me but no I did not I'm sorry back the fuck up take a couple steps you chose to react to it that way. Therefore, right. you actually offended yourself. You it, found a reason to have, to bitch. Exactly. You know. So, um, also moving forward into this 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 conversation, if um, if, if I get into a conversation with you, and again, we're just going to use the, the topic of politics as our our go to example this for this time. Fair enough. You know, if, if you're saying your piece, and I am not sitting back and listening with an open mind. I'm sitting there and I'm like scanning and sifting through your words looking for offense triggers. Right. No, but if I if, if I'm sitting there and I'm 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 looking for these fucking offense triggers. Right. I can't hear what you have to say because this process that I've got going on in my head is interfering with my ability to process your words. Yep. And if nothing else, it's just, it, it's noise that doesn't need to be there. I should be focused on your fucking voice. You're saying an idea, whether or not I agree with it, is fucking irrelevant. Right. The, the point isn't whether or not I agree. The point isn't whether or not I'm offended. The point is you're talking, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Which takes me into, like, the, 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 the next thing that gets in the way of this open dialogue. And we covered this on our last last episode. In fact, we entitled the entire episode on it, which was Get the Fuck Over Yourself. Like, your ego cannot be allowed to interfere with the conversation. Right. You know, and I, I think the, the ego, we, we covered that very well on, on episode seven, you know. Don't think that your offense is so important that that is a, a valid reason to derail the conversation. Mm-hmm. Likewise don't let your ego tell you that your point of view is the most important one because right. it may not be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's and anything you want to add in, to that. And it's in that ego where you get just what I was saying before that you didn't say <laughs> or, or you weren't going to. Right. Is that 
people are so caught up in their ego that they have to be right. They will listen or pretend to listen to you for like 10 whole minutes while you're going on with one phrase or one statement in their head to jump all over your ass as soon as you stop talking. Yeah, that's a good point because they're, they're, they're constructing the rebuttal the whole time. Right. So they're not hearing you anyways, and all they're going to do is end up attacking you because they got offended or they didn't like your opinion or because it differed with mine. You're wrong. Yeah, and I, I think that that's problematic for a number of reasons. But, I mean, the, the, the one that's jumping to, to the forefront of my mind right now is that if you're talking and I'm sitting here sort of half-ass listening at best – and I'm, I'm only listening to like certain keywords that are coming out of your mouth because I'm going to incorporate those into what I'm going to throw back in your face. Right. I'm not listening for the gist of what you're saying. Same with the political correctness, same with the offense, same with the ego, same with all this shit. If I allow all these things to get in the way, I'm not really hearing what you're trying to say. And at the end of the day, I mean, like that should be my goal in a conversation, at least a good solid half of my goal should be to understand where you're coming from. Right. You know, it's not about the words you choose. You know, I don't need to get hung up on your, like, and even if you're getting into an exchange on social media, you see it happen so often, you know, Oh, so-and-so doesn't agree with me. So they're going to start picking on my spelling. They're going to pick on my grammar. You know, why? You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. There are, there are some of those. And, and I, I 99.9% .9 agree with you. But devil's advocate, there are some people that are so atrocious, no matter what their point is, they got like a 15-line statement without a period or anything. <laughs> it's so fucking hard to get the gist of what they're trying to say. But with that being the exception, yeah, there is absolutely no reason to jump over somebody's grammar or spelling because you can't match wits. Right. Because that's what it breaks down to. Well, I, I think the example you're bringing up, that, that's like, if you're legitimately having a difficult time following what the person is trying to communicate, by mm -hmm. all means, clarify. If their spelling and grammar and sentence structure is interfering with what they're trying to communicate, I, I, I think taking them to task on that, I, that's not necessarily an attack. That, that might just be a, a case of, look, I want to hear what you're saying, but is getting lost in your illiteracy. Right. <laughs> and, and that's, that's again, a valid communication point. Don't pick on the other shit. If you genuinely don't understand, put it there. Sure. Be straightforward. Don't worry about offending them. If they get offended because you can't understand their statement, then they're obviously their statement isn't strong enough or they don't feel strong enough about it to back it anyways. Yeah. No, you, you, you mentioned, like, backing their position and mm -hmm. I think the, the context you were using is a little bit different than the context of what this is reminding me of but um, take responsibility for your position mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that can break down in a couple of different ways I mean you can take responsibility for your position in the sense that okay it is serious enough for me I'm going to own it to the point where I am going to uh justify it i'm going to research it i'm going to communicate it to the best of my ability you're going to take responsibility in that sense but take responsibility in the other sense also whereas i'm going to take ownership of it i'm not going to be wishy-washy i'm not going to like uh, beat around the bush i'm not going to um i can't remember how you worded it when we were discussing this earlier 
But if you're gonna if you're gonna put something out there, and you're not you're gonna you're gonna communicate it in such a way that you can't be pinned down, I, I think that's sort of a weak and douchey way to fucking go about it. You know, like if you have to have constructive conversation. Well, you have to have constructive conversation. I mean, whatever the fuck it is you're communicating, be conscious of how you're communicating it. Mm-hmm. And but don't be so conscious that you're worried about hurting somebody else's feelings. If they're gonna feelings are gonna get hurt, that's not your issue. We have to stop making that our issue. If if you say something to me that I, that offends me, that's my problem. You can't continually reprimand yourself and think, okay, I have to rechange that sentence while I'm talking, and I have to rechange that sentence, because then again, it's taken away from the constructive construct conversation. Well, it, it's one of those conversations I had. Uh... I don't know sometime in the last couple of weeks I was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying that um, the one question he asks himself in every situation this question is what he uses to determine the the, the, the value and the importance of saying or doing certain things right. and this question is a simple one but it's a difficult one to answer a lot of the time and that question is why so if we approach a conversation and we're asking ourselves, okay well why am I having this conversation? That sounds really simple and really obvious, but it isn't necessarily. Because if you're going to ask yourself, why am I having this conversation? And if you are going to answer that question honestly, then I think it's going to either highlight the fact that you are entering into the conversation for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. or it will highlight the the, the, the problems in your approach you know like if I say well why am I having this conversation I'm having this conversation because the subject matter is important to me because I have a point of view that I would like to express if right. that's where I end it I already know that I'm entering this conversation in the wrong frame of mind because mm-hmm. I haven't made an allowance to hear what you've got to say that's not a conversation that's a monologue much like many of our episodes right <laughs> so here I, I leave the door wide open after saying basically I talk too much and you uh-huh. stare back at me without offering any sort of response no you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah why? why why do we have this conversation when people take the time to quantify it in their heads and even if it is going to be offensive, and their reasoning is to be offensive, to be shitty, mm-hmm. at least they're being honest with themselves, and it's still classified as honest communication. Okay, so if you're going to ask yourself, why am I having the conversation, and the honest answer is, I just feel like shitting on the other person's head, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. You know, it, it, the person may not like it, but you're still doing it for true reasons. Well, if nothing else, you're not lying to yourself about why you're there. Right. And if somebody calls you on it, you can still say, you know, well, because I fuck, because you're an asshole and I feel like being shitty to you. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a rise out of you. Fuck you. How many times have we done that? <laughs> All the time. Because we're ones who are honest with our communication. I don't, I, when I talk to somebody, I tailor my conversation. So if I'm in a business meeting, I will use a certain select, um, I will use a certain selection of words that are appropriate to a business setting. Not yeah, because you're not going to be like, hey, myself. what's up, fuckers? Right. Yeah. Not because I'm filtering myself, but because it's not appropriate for that specific place. Right. If I want to slam somebody, I will do it on a higher tier level. 
Okay. When yeah. I'm in a business meeting, if I think the person's an idiot and I don't want the fucking job there anyways, and they're being a piece of shit, then I will eloquently slam them because it's still a business meeting, and I'm going to walk out with my my um what I wanted to put out there, honestly. If yeah, there are different ways to communicate the same idea. Correct. But it's always it's about always being honest and always being true to what you want to do. And you can't be true to somebody else if you're not if you're always paranoid about offending somebody or or making sure that, you know, they're fucking that they're pandered to. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't know. I I think most people they aren't honest with themselves about why they're having the conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know realistically most of the conversations I have, like, it, it, actually, that's not fair. Most of the debates I have, mm-hmm. I'm not entering into a debate because I'm looking to learn something. I'm entering a debate because I want to win. And prove your point. Right. Yep. Well, that's that's all part of winning, right? And. I think, unfortunately, a lot of us, and a lot of the time, will enter into a conversation where it's not about whether you, you know, quote-unquote, win or lose the conversation, at least not in the sense that we normally think about it. It's not about destroying your your opponent, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, we should look at it as a win where everybody walks away having learned a little bit more, having mm-hmm. gained a, a better understanding of the person with whom they were conversing. Mm-hmm. that's a real win I can make you stop talking I can put you in a position where you can say oh you know AC hurt my feelings <laughs> that's not a fucking win that's just you know well, that's me sour grapes because I didn't like what you said you didn't you didn't set out to do that well it's, how many times have you gotten into a, just an emotionally charged pointless conversation where you and the other person are talking past each other and it's like it's not something that's worth fighting about mm-hmm. but it's a case of okay you know what I'm going to throw up my hands you know what you're right that's fine so you're agreeing to disagree <laughs> or something equally douchey sure yep. but it just like I this is I need an exit strategy from this conversation because I have realized that there is nothing positive to be gained here Conversation shouldn't be like that. A, mm-hmm. a conversation, any conversation, is an opportunity. Even if, you know, if, if you and I are going to sit down and we're going to have a discussion about something where, say we even, we, we, we agree on it. Right. Because we have differing perspectives, even if, um, I don't know what to use the, as a example here. Well, maybe, say, well, we're, we're, we're both car guys, mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to talk about the inner workings of a, an internal combustion engine. Okay. We both understand this shit to death. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it, and it's like, okay, I'm not going to learn anything more about how an engine works, but I will learn a lot about you because the things that stand out to you as being interesting about the way the engine works, you know, the the, the details that jump to the forefront of your mind where those differ from the details on the forefront of my mind it's like okay I, I get a lot of insight into you based on these details that you absorb right which makes us functional at a later date because we do have that insight sure yeah you know say you know a little bit more about the engine than I do right but you know like 
you could be an asshole about it and dismiss everything I have to bring to the conversation because you're the engine expert. Two things happen. Well, actually, more than two things. There's a few things that happen. One is, I think that I get a little butt hurt because I don't like being talked down to. Right. You stop listening to anything I have to say. You miss out on an opportunity to learn anything about me because you've dismissed my point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, our our um, our friendship as a whole might suffer. the The opportunity for that give and take in in so many different ways it just it comes to a halt. You know, because one of us is closed-minded. But how many situations like that are there in life? How many topics are there where you know people know about the same amount of stuff, mm-hmm. but we bring different perspectives to the table? The reason I don't like sitting down and talking with most people. You know, and it doesn't have to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would absolutely love to have people come into our group and start a conversation with us and not worry about being politically correct just speaking because oh my god we have like probably 17 listeners by now and <laughs> them putting forth an opinion the shit we can learn even from 17 people just oh, by giving their opinion about something we talk about yeah one thing I want to put out there is that um, I, I don't want to go so far as to say anything goes in our group mm-hmm but our group is not a place where you have to worry about who might be offended. The It's basically Jason and myself who moderate the group. Mm-hmm. And short of violating Facebook standards, right. I, I think so long as we're playing by Facebook's rules, which we have no control over, really anything goes. Yeah. yeah. You got to fall, fall within the confines. But, you know, we're open to talk about anything. And... We don't have to always be right. You know, 90% of the time we are, and you're going to have to deal with that. But <laughs> right. there's always somebody out there going to argue with us. And that's fantastic, because if we don't learn something about the topic itself, we learn something about the t- person that we're having the conversation with. Oh, fuck yeah. We want to get to know you idiots. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's easy for us to say what's been said so far as far as, um, like, the things we want to avoid while we're having the conversation. But, I mean, in order to, I, I think, make some of these things a little bit easier, you know, to, um, you know, move, moving into a conversation, it's it's great to be aware of the the why. You know, why are we having the conversation? What am I hoping to get out of it? What am I hoping to offer into it? Um, I don't need to worry about political correctness. I'm going to check my ego at the door. Right. You know, I'm going to take ownership of the things I have to say. Mm-hmm. There is still, I think, like a fairly big tripping hazard as far as effective communication goes that may need to be sorted out fairly early in the conversation. I mean, if, if, and we, we've had this happen before and we've, we've had to sort through it and it's not always easy, but when we enter into a conversation, if the way we use certain words differs from each other that's going to make communication difficult because mm-hmm. we're using the same words, we're assigning different values to those words. Right, we, because we, of our backgrounds and ethnicities and everything else. Yeah. Any number of things, yeah. yeah. And if we can't agree on basic definitions fairly early on in the conversation, then we basically cut ourselves off at the knees. Right. 
we could end up arguing about something that we completely agree on. Mm-hmm. Yep. How many times has that happened with you and I? Yeah. So we're saying the same goddamn thing, but we're just not using the same words to describe when it. When we get over ourselves and we qualify the word that we're talking sure. about. Sure. Everything smooths out. Yeah, so I mean like a lot of people find it to be kind of like awkward and clunky to put that uh, that definition thing to, to, to bed early on in the conversation. But but what I've learned is that it's a lot less awkward and clunky to have just a brief side conversation about, okay, well, when you use that word, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. That's a lot more comfortable than like us yelling at each other and then having to sort it out after the fact. Sooner or later, we are going to get to discussing the definitions. Right. Let's just do it up front while we're all calm. Well, did you mean blah, blah, blah? Yeah, you think of all the fucking like pain, anguish, and just like even time that is saved just by saying, you know, just so we're clear, I know that this might be a stupid question, but you know, like when you say this word, what, like, how are you using it? Because I mean, like, sure, we can all refer back to the dictionary, but how often do any of us actually do that? Right. You know, we. The dictionary is all fine and good if you're playing Scrabble or some other fucking like old timey garbage game. Mm-hmm. But if we're having a conversation, we're we're using the words as we understand them to be commonly used. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and we we, sh- we shouldn't have to fucking crack out the Merriam Webster fucking like fucking garbage book every time we want to say a word. Right. Unless we're playing Scrabble. <laughs> Unless we're playing Scrabble. Yep. But we're not, because we're not fucking eighty years old. Yet, <laughs> give us a year or two. <laughs> Feel like I'm fucking eighty. Well, there's there's one other thing I want to touch on that we were talking about earlier, and I also want people to realize that if they talk to us in the group, our responses are not giving offense or they're not condemning anybody they're just their opinions and if somebody reads something that they think hey you know like why are you picking on this or why are you hitting me below the belt or whatever clarify it first make sure that's what we're saying because most of the time we're not going to and if we are being dicks we will punctuate that shit out of it so don't just assume that we're being dicks you'll know when we're being dicks absolutely thank you for listening this is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees, or its entertainers are in no way comparable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. And again, not the responsibility of the studio, podcast, employees, or its presenters. Send your opinions, hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod.